Good, good, good. Hi, everyone. It's Obi Abuchi here with the Leading From Your Core podcast and vodcast. This show is dedicated to helping leaders all around the world discover leadership wisdom, stories, and insights that will enable you to tap into the power of leading from the inside out. And I'm delighted to welcome on the show Junior Ogunyemi. Uh, Junior is an author, tech entrepreneur, inspirational speaker. Uh, his business portfolios range from local sports academies to global media platforms. Uh, he's won numerous business awards and become one of the UK's most sought after motivational speakers. And at age 21, he became the best-selling author of the book, How to Be a Student Entrepreneur. And he's got this remarkable way of engaging with audiences. And the central theme of his message is typically around building a spirit of excellence. So really excited to have you on the show, Junior, and hearing some of your words of wisdom for our listeners and viewers. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Obi. Thank you so much for having me. And it's um, an absolute honor, absolute honor that we made this happen. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We've been trying to for a while, so <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited that uh, we, we found time to make it happen. So, uh, Junior, I mean, already, right? An incredible uh, impact that you're having. Uh, great career, making a huge uh, difference. One of the things that we were talking about just before the show, and we started recording, was very often, right, people look at the stories of success and impact that people are having and think mm. it's easy, right? And they don't realize the, the challenges and, and the stress that people have had to navigate. And some of the big topics that we're experiencing in the world today around mental health and burnout and stress yeah. are huge and statistically work is one of the biggest causes of that so I mean I'd love to hear a bit about first of all what motivated you to go into business and, the, and become an entrepreneur at a, at a young age and then let's unpack some of the challenges that you've navigated and the mindset that's helped you uh, yeah. succeed through all of that absolutely absolutely and and as you said spot on it's it's become uh sort of a, a big glamorized thing at the moment to become entrepreneur it has been for for a number of years um, and probably people like me are partly responsible for that um so of course <laughs> the show, yeah no go for it, do it. And, and, I, and i stick by that message um but in hindsight i would always say if you are going to have big goals and big dreams and you're going to go for it, you also need to have big resilience to go alongside that. You can't pursue big goals without big resilience. And I think that's the issue that a lot of people have at the moment um, where you see it on social media. You say, yeah, these big goals and you see all these people doing this amazing stuff and this lifestyle and pursuing their goals and their dreams. But you don't see the other side of it is that they it also took a lot of resilience. And that's the part where people miss so then they pursue big goals without having big resilience, without developing the, the core characteristics that's needed to pursue those big goals. And this is where they start to feel burnt out. This is where they start to feel this is too much. This is where they start to feel overstretched. Um, so it's, it's definitely, my message has changed over the years now. <laughs> my message has matured. 
So <laughs> I was just thinking, is that that you, you've learned it the hard way? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, literally, do you know what? In my, in, when I was a student entrepreneur, it was like I had all the energy in the world. I had all the time. And it's just like, yeah, you know, go, go for it. Team, no sleep. Let's do this. Let's push. And sure. you get into the hustle culture. And that's not wrong. That message isn't wrong. I don't want people to feel like, no, that's right. That message isn't wrong. However, it's not appropriate for people who do not have the resilience message either as well. Sure. So you have to have the two side by side. Um, for example, if you look at Cristiano Ronaldo's uh, training regime mm. to become a top professional athlete, the average person will look at that and say, oh, that's too much. Sure. But the pro athlete will look at that and say, yeah, that's normal. That's standard. This is what we do at this level. Sure. Right? Because they're built like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you take that and you give it to any other amateur athlete, they're going to be saying, no, this is too much. I can't do this. And, and it's right. So, so it's, not a, it's not a message that's appropriate for them. It's not the same schedule. It's not a one size fits all. So it's, it's, it's very much about understanding which level you're playing at mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, as an ambitious person, um, as a driven person, whether it's in your career or it's with them, how, and what, what you can actually handle. And this is where stress comes in when we actually take on too much or we go beyond our capacity. If you're not built, to take on that pro um, athlete regime, then that pro athlete diet is gonna to be too much for you. That pro athlete gym workout is gonna to be too much for you. That pro athlete schedule and time management is gonna to be too much for you. Even the money that the pro athlete earns is gonna to be too much for you to handle. Certain people are pursuing multi-million pound goals and you, you can't even manage a thousand uh, effectively. Sure. So there's, there was a lot of, uh, and this is what I had to learn the hard way, there was a lot of, um, in order to get to that next level, it's gonna require a new version of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and this is why I always say one of my favorite quotes is to do something new you have to become someone new you can't just look at somebody who's achieved something success and say yeah I want to have that no 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 you have to become it and then it sure. automatically comes to you you start to have that um, same thing with leadership you know you, I, I want to I own a, a mega company a mega company usually have a, a, has at least at least 250 employees can you handle 250 employees the three employees that you have at the moment they're giving you stress are you sure you're ready for that level? So it, it is always about, it's not that you shouldn't aspire for these things. I don't want us to, to revert back to, to killing people's dreams or clipping their Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's definitely aspire for these big things, but please understand the other side of the story. If you're going to aspire for big things, it's going to require a big version of you. It's going to yeah, require big yeah. resilience. You know, everybody wants to become heavyweight champion of the world, but everyone's scared to get punched in the face. Sure. <laughs> you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. understand that in yeah, order to, yeah. if you're going to pick up that belt, if you're going to be in the, in the final, you have to fight a few giants and you have to be able to have a solid chin and, and get a few knocks in the, in, in the face. And if you're not ready for that, don't aspire to become that level, at least. Play at the level you're yeah. at, the amateur level, and then you can move into the semi-pro and then you can move into the pro level. So this is, that's the journey that the entrepreneur mm, will have to take. Mm. That's the journey that every, every champion will have to take you're going to have to come through the ranks and um that's this is how you start to actually cope you take things step by step you build um, and this is why you, you have to enjoy the process um some people get so frustrated oh i'm not where i am right now i'm not where i should be um but yeah you you really have to enjoy the process but yeah i, I kind of sort of well hey <laughs> those <all> are <laughs> incredible nuggets already and i love that focus on becoming a new you right Uh, Mm. the importance I mean a big part of my message is that transformation from the inside out I I say this when 
when life squeezes you and it's a bit like this pressure you know you're having to lift up lift weights whatever it is mm. and it's putting pressure on you and it's revealing what you're really like on the inside exactly right? so it's you could look on the outside you could look like someone who's a heavyweight champion of the world Mm. But when you're in the ring, when you're facing all of the demands and pressures and expectations that that level of operating requires, yeah. then it reveals not on the outside, but on the inside. Are yeah. you that big person? Do you have the habits? Do you have the mindset? Do you yes. have the resilience yep. to say, yep, I'm going to take this and I'm doing the things behind the scenes as well. It, it's mm. so interesting. I say this and interesting that you brought up. Cristiano Ronaldo, because my boys are into football, my youngest in particular really loves Ronaldo and always referring to the CR7 and Sue and all of that, <laughs> all of that jazz. But but I, I often talk about, do you know what he's doing behind the scenes? Because mm. we see the performance, we, we see the 45 minutes, the 90 minutes, and we think, hey, I can do that. Yeah. What you don't realize is, all of the, the hard the work, effort, yeah. the training, the the uh, food regime, right? The nutrition, yeah. the sacrifices that go into that. We're just seeing that performance. Mm. What we're not seeing is the workout uh, behind yeah. it. And are you willing to do the workout? Are you willing to put in the pain? So uh, amazing message. And I I'm curious for you that... What were some of those big blows that you experienced that made you think, oh, whoa, yeah. okay, man, you know, have I got the, the chin to, or the, that character to take this on the chin? Yeah. Well, do you know, first of all, even before talking about the, the actual blows, it's the understanding the purpose of these. I don't see the blows as a negative thing anymore as well. Um, and that's part of resilience is that this is life you're going to do life sure, you're going to get setbacks sure. you're going to get not sure. it's like being surprised every time winter comes every year <laughs> like this is life why are you surprised just prepare <laughs> for it you know sure. we're going into another recession right now and everyone's panicking this was predicted it's been mm -hmm. predicted every 10 years it's mm -hmm. it's it's not accidental we can try to blame ukraine we can try to blame all of this stuff that's happening in mm -hmm. covid it was already predicted anyway so sure. it's the best thing to do is actually understand that this is part of life and, and the testing is, I mean, I'm a very spiritual person. I believe God gives us tests for a reason, not to decide whether we fail or, or pass, but the purpose mm -hmm. of testing something is like you said, it, it reveals what it is made of. Sure. When, when you test metal, you test it to see what, is this actually gold? Is this silver? Is this copper? Sure. And you have to do a different test to see what's it, what is it made of? So I like those moments now when I get sort of punched in the face because it reveals to me Am I ready for this yet? Okay, what do I need to keep working on? Mm. So I'll tell you some of the, the moments. It's um, um just sorry, just before you go there, I, I think sometimes I hear things and I and I want our viewers and listeners to just pause a minute and just take that in. Let it marinate. Because right? yeah. yeah, just <laughs> to let it marinate because you are talking, I, I talk about an optimistic worldview, and, and the the essence of it is whatever I'm facing is it's a gift it's an opportunity there's something i can learn from it there's something i can mm. grow through as a result of this and and for you to say hey you know i'm not phased by the punches now i welcome them i enjoy them you know it's part of the testing it's part of the growth 
I mean, that's a completely different mindset. It's a sort mm. of mindset that says, rather than complain, which is what the majority will do, so, oh, can you believe it? Oh, this is going wrong, or that's going wrong, and all of the negativity, which then leads to us having uh, lower energy, and then we make poor decisions, and then yeah. we're retreating from relationships. It becomes this negative cycle that we fuel. You're in the habit of reframing that, seeing exactly. the positive, and then being able to no doubt take action that helps fuel the yeah. incredible outcomes that you're after do you know it's not i, I it's it is definitely optimism optimism but it's to me it's just reality it's accepting reality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's uh it's accepting that do you know what if you're gonna have a successful marriage that means it's gonna be you're gonna you're you're, you're obviously marrying an imperfect person it's two imperfect people coming together sure. So if you're going to have a successful marriage, you're going to have to understand that that person is not perfect. I'm not perfect. So mm. there's stuff that I need to work on to grow. They need to work on to grow so that we have a successful marriage. If you're going to have a successful business, you have to understand that, you know what? The, the, you, there's a lot of stuff that is uncertain. Mm-hmm. You don't know the, the correct pricing. You've just started out. You don't know whether this product is going to fit for the market. You don't know whether the competitors are going to change. So you're going to have to understand that once you do become successful, competitors are going to copy. Once you launch a product, X amount of people will say no. You can't cry about these things. It's the reality. What your job is to do is to take on the feedback and say, right, these are growth areas. Thank sure. you for the growth areas. Let me go back and know. Mm-hmm. I, now, I now know what I need to work on. I now know what yeah. I need to fix. Um, so, so it's, it, it's yeah, it's, it's looking at it from an optimistic perspective, but it's also taking it with a dose of reality is that, you're, you're, this is going to happen and it needs to happen sure. because nobody here has qualified for their next level yet. Whatever the next level looks like for them, nobody's qualified for it yet until you learn that lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I have business partners who've been going through the same financial issues over and over and over and over and over again. And I remember when I used to be in that same situation, this is like one of the big things is like that the big punch is like, why do we keep having the same financial crisis? And I always say to people, if something happens once, it's an accident or it's an, it's an incident. If it happens twice, it's a coincident. If it happens three or four times, it's a trend. If it happens five or six times, it's a pattern. If something is happening eight, nine, 10 times, it's a system. There's a broken system there. And if you keep finding that every single time you set up a business uh, within three months, you're out of money, there's a broken system there. If this is happening up to 10 times, now, every single time that you have employees and they keep coming in late or they're not respecting the time or, or, or not working and this happens not just once or twice, but it keeps happening. There's a system there. Mm. So these are all moments where you identify, right, what do I need to go in and fix? Because if I can fix this system, it's not just an incident. It's not just a random things happening. This is why I talk about, you know, yeah, you'll get X amount of people who reject your product. Don't cry about that. Go back and fix it. Listen to them. The product isn't for you, it's for them. So if they're telling you that they don't want to buy it, don't you don't mind about it. What 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 would get you to buy? Sure, if, yeah. If you know if you're realizing that um you know investors aren't interested in your in your pitch, this it's not there's nothing wrong with their hearing. <laughs> Maybe if it's one investor, you can say, <laughs> yeah. all right, you know, this guy was racist, this guy hated me. There's two investors, sure. right, he's racist and he's sexist. If it's three mm-hmm. or four, okay maybe it's there's a bit of a trend here if it's five or six maybe it's a bit of a pattern if it's seven maybe there's a system that i need to start to say right 
is this business actually going to fly? Is this something that's going to actually take off? You kind of have to look at your own business as, a, as an investor because you are investing. You're investing your time, yeah, you're yeah. investing your energy, yeah. you're investing your money. So you can't be so emotionally attached to the outcomes of things in life. You, you have to understand that certain things are going to change. Things are, your, your job as a leader is to take things from an imperfect state and try to perfect it as best as you yeah. can whether that's a, a relationship, you're leading a relationship, whether it's a school that you're leading, whether it's a, a community that you're leading, this is an, it's, it's an imperfect state. There's a mission to get it to a state of perfection. And that's your job as a leader. So you have to understand that there's going to be problems that you're going to have to solve. And you need to be able to deal with the stress. And I actually see it as uh, one of the epiphanies that I was having this morning. It's kind of like a, a stress curve because there's a certain amount of stress that it's actually a good stress. It's, it's yeah. you stress. It helps you get up in the morning. It helps you, right, I've got a problem to solve. I've got something to fix. Um, where it gets dangerous is when that stress, because when that stress is at its peak, your focus, if you imagine like a, a curve where, or, or an axis where on the, on the, um, the y-axis, it's productivity, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then the x-axis is the level of stress. There's always an element of when you get to the peak of the curve, this is where you actually your best focus. This is when you're you're in the zone. This is because you're not you're not like oh I don't care. You're not blasé about it. You're not at the sure. bottom. You're actually at the peak. So you're at the peak of productivity. Where it becomes counterproductive is when the stress goes too much and you're trying to control things that are beyond your control, yeah. or you don't feel like you have the resources to manage it. That's when it gets to distress. Mm. Right. And that's when you start to actually feel sick about things. That's when you start to become unproductive. So there's there's two elements of where you're unproductive, and it's usually when there's not enough stress or when mm -hmm. there's too much stress. So not enough stress is, I don't really care. I'm not really bothered. I'm, you know, people just coast through life. They just drift through life. And then there's people who are trying to control everything, even the things that they have no power over. It's just like, let it go. Focus on what you can control. And this is when you're actually most productive. So I actually see the punches, the testing, the stress as a good thing, as long as it doesn't go too much or it's not more than I can handle. Sure. Um, and this is why I don't, back in the day I used to have like seven businesses on the go now it's just like nope follow one course until successful I'm going to yeah, stick with yeah. this one business I give the business like a, a runway so maybe I'm going to give this 18 months I'm going to give it the necessary time and le required level of commitment yeah. but what I'm not going to do is try to spread myself too thin because then it's going to become distressful sure. it's going to become yeah. too much for me to handle or I, I'll be able to do everything but to a very basic level, which is not where my ambition is at. I want to do something to a high level. I'd rather do one thing to a multi-billion pound company as opposed to have 20 companies that's making uh, 1,000 pounds each, each month. I'd rather have that one billion pound company. So, so it's, it's about understanding your capacity and seeing where that peak is for you. So mm -hmm. you can take on as much stress as you can to get to that peak point and not, nothing beyond that. Anything beyond that, you start to delegate. Anything beyond that, you bring in more resources to deal with more so you can still yeah. stay productive. But don't, be, don't think that you have to live a life where there's no stress. If you live, the only people that live a life where there's no stress are the ones that are in the grave because they're not living a life at all, <laughs> all right? So people, people think that they're going to achieve something without any stress. It's, it's a fantasy. It's delusional. The, your job is to learn how to cope with stress, not to avoid stress. If, if you're constantly running off to Bali to, to go on a spiritual retreat, then it means that you're, the life that you're living, you, you, you don't have the tools to cope with it. You shouldn't have to keep es es uh, running to escapism 
to try to cope with life. Yeah. You should be able to be living at a life at a level where, do you know what, this is what I can handle right now. And I'm going to make the best out of the cards that I've been dealt until I have more resources or until I have more tools to deal with another level of stress. Then I might go for that promotion. Then I might yeah. go for the, the next hundred clients. Then I might go for the next thousand clients. Then I might go for that next big investment because every single level is going to require a new version of you because you have to deal with a new amount of stress. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's understanding that stress is not necessarily a bad thing. Let's start to reframe that as well. Stress is a good thing. It gets us up in the morning. It gets us excited. It gets us focused. It gets us um, pursuing goals. That, that, that excitement that you feel, um, it's, it's, it's the same physical physiology. Physiology is the same reaction that you have when you're excited and also when you're scared. You know, your, your palms get sweaty, your nerves get um, all over the place. It's when I'm about to stand on stage. So a lot of people will interpret it as, as nerves. Oh. I love public mm. speaking. Yeah, and yeah, every yeah. single time I speak, whether it's an audience of one or an audience of 10,000, the first five minutes, I'm feeling that nerves all over my body. Sure. But I don't interpret that nerves as I can't do this or I'm, I'm very, I, I, I interpret that as, oh, this is something exciting. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's like when you, when you used to play you know, the PlayStation back in the day and you hear that noise about the game, it's just loaded. It's like, yeah, we're in the zone. I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is it. No, something exciting is about to happen. It's uh, it's that moment, and I think it's just learning to embrace that and 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 not letting the negative aspects of the world define what's happening, what's normal as sure. as something wrong. You know, I, I talk a lot in schools now, and a lot of children are talking about you know um, they're self-diagnosing themselves. I've got I've got anxiety. I've got this. I've got all of these disorders. I'm like, no, you're just nervous. It's normal. You whenever you do something new, you're supposed to be nervous. Oh, I've got imposter syndrome. No, no, no. You're just doing something new. You need to ease yourself yeah, into it. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's 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 the first time you do. Whenever you do something for the first time, there's always an element of nerves. That's normal. Yeah, there's yeah, nothing wrong yeah. with you. It's not a sign that there's something wrong with you. Mm. Um, and the only people who really have imposter syndrome are the ones who are actually imposters. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> yeah. Imposter syndrome is not necessarily a bad thing. My wife was saying the, the other day, she's like... Um, if we're talking about this, you said, if imagine that you're, you're, you're performing open heart surgery and you've never done this before, or you never even practiced this or, or you're fake. I pray to God that you do get imposter syndrome. <laughs> you know? I, I pray to God. Like if, if, if somebody says, listen, um, I've never flown a plane before, but I'm going to try to help you guys land. I'm feeling a bit of imposter syndrome. Good. You're supposed to, because you're being an imposter. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's that, that but, that's normal. That's absolutely yeah, normal. You're yeah, supposed yeah. to feel in, yeah. in, in situations where you haven't been prepared for it. All it is sure. is an indication of, right, I need to go back and just prepare. I need mm, to keep preparing yeah. for this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Half the people that you know, self-diagnose themselves with this stuff, all you're doing, you're just living a normal human experience. And that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed yeah. to feel a certain way about certain things. And then you know, the confidence comes from preparation. So it's, it's always an indication of, like I said, what you're made of. Are you fully prepared mm. for this? Let's go back and keep preparing until we are. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I was actually having a conversation about imposter syndrome earlier today. And, and one of the images that comes to mind for me is we got three boys. And when our boys were, were walking or learning to walk as toddlers, they didn't look at themselves and say, oh, no, I, I'm a fake because I can't walk. It's like, yeah. it's life. It's you're meant to fall down. You're meant to um, yeah. toddle. You're meant to make progress and and get it great one moment and then fall flat on your face next moment that's just part of life but mm. we look at that situation and we say 
they're making progress they're developing they're maturing that's what yeah. we said we don't say oh look at them they're an imposter they're trying to pretend that they can walk exactly no, they're just progressing through life and when we can reframe our own discomfort with actually i've never done this before you've stepped into the role of an entrepreneur you've stepped into the role of a ceo mm. you've stepped into a new leadership role and oh i'm feeling imposter syndrome yeah but, but actually that's just you're just going through the natural progress yeah. of yeah. and journey of stepping into something new and exactly. feel free to enjoy the training wheels and then eventually that's take it off, that's it and, and like i said feel free to enjoy the training wheels. i think i think a lot of the times where people really do start to get into oh maybe i am being an imposter is because they're trying to keep up with the joneses or they're trying to um put up keep up appearances they don't they feel like sure. there's some shame in being a beginner yeah. They feel yeah, like there's some yeah. shame in, oh, I'm, this is my first time I'm learning, I'm training. There's no shame in that. Yeah, Whenever you do yeah. anything new, um, you know, you, you have to uh, start off and, and, and feel, I, I, that's why I like challenging myself. But when people feel like, oh, especially, for example, if you've got a big reputation or a big career in, one thing I love about Michael Jordan, right, became the world's greatest basketball player. Mm-hmm. And then he went all the way back down to amateur level again as a baseball player. Baseball, yeah. Now, he could have tried to keep up in appearances and say, yeah, I'm a great baseball player as well because of the, the record. But he said, you know, I'm an amateur. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. starting again from scratch. Yeah. And if you don't want to have that guilt of, oh, maybe I'm an imposter, just be humble. Just accept the humility that, you know what, I'm starting again from scratch. When I first stepped into the tech world, I've been doing business coaching for probably about almost eight to 10 years before that. Um, Very, very successful as a business coach. But when I stepped into the tech world, it was a whole new ball game for me. I had to come from the beginning. I Mm. I had to sit in classes with people who, they'll probably come to me for coaching. But I'm like, you know what? When it comes to this area of field, we're we're both on the same playing field. We're both starting out. Mm -hmm. And and I'm going to be humble enough to... To, to come down again I, a public speaker I do lots of public speaking some people say you know you're quite funny on stage but when I did c- comedic when I did a, a, a my first up stand-up gig sure and um, one of my friends challenged me said you know junior can you do stand-up comedy I says I'm going to give it a try I'll, I'll apply the exact same principles I had to humble myself I probably had the most stage time out of anybody in the in the classes for for the comedy school that I went to um, I was like, in terms of stage times, I was like years above everybody else because I've been doing this on stage. But we're all at the same level in terms of stand-up comedy. So it was a challenge for me. And it was very, very humbling to come back to the beginner stage and take the journey. And this is what we talked about is mm. go through the ranks. Go through the ranks because in there, that's the preparation. That's the training for That's going to help you build up your confidence. And you're also going to build up the resilience for this new challenge. Don't try to keep up appearances and try to say, right, I'm a pro, but you can't handle the schedules of the pro. You can't handle the, the training regime of the pro. So it's, 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 it's come back to sort of full circle of kind of what we were, we were speaking about earlier. And, and yeah, it's the, the people who do feel like a fake are the ones who feel like they need to keep up appearances. Yeah, yeah. To overcome that, just be humble. Just realize that, you know what, this is something new. I'm starting out again um, and, and I'm a beginner, beginner and I'm going to enjoy the process. I'm going to start with my training roles. And this is what's going to help me stabilize until I actually get the rhythm and understand what I'm doing in this field. And then I can progress to the next level. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I I want to circle back to something you said earlier on about uh, excellence. And I know that's a big theme 
of yours and just share some, I'd love to get some insight into some of the excellence habits that you have behind the scenes. So what are some of the habits that help you mm -hmm. focus and deliver excellence in, in what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So um, one, of the, one of the key ones is um, to under-promise and over-deliver. Mm -hmm. So it's always under-promise and over-deliver. So for example, whenever working with clients, I have this um, three thank you principle. So it's the very first three interactions, it has to be something that will get them to say, oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So whether it's, uh, hey, we're going to do uh, a, a call, I'm going to give you a gift, just a random gift. Oh, by the way, oh, for, if, before COVID, when we used to meet face-to-face -face and things, um, if it's a meeting, yeah, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy the first drink because that's going to get sure. them to say, oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, and then afterwards, do you know what? Whatever they ask of, yeah, I've got this £1,000 package. I'm going to make sure I'm going to boost it up to 1200 if I'm still going to charge them 1000 sure. And then they're going to say, oh, thank you. And then maybe the next interaction afterwards, I'm going to find another reason to maybe they say, oh, I had, I had an issue with the, with the platform. Can you help me? I'm like, look, you're not sorry that you had an issue. I'm actually going to, don't worry. I'm going to take the time. I'm going to do it for you. Mm. Oh, thank you. Um, even down to like, you know, we have a, um, a football coaching academy and you know, kids that always leave the lost property. What we could do is collect the lost property for you. And we say, hey, do you know what? Um, come and collect it next week. But sometimes what we like to do is just, Go out, go out of our way and say, do you know what? We're going to come to your house tonight and we're going to drop it off to you. And I'll nice. send one of the coaches down, knock on the door. Sorry, so-and-so left their jacket. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, 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 wow. These wow. small things is what wow. we call the spirit of excellence. Mm -hmm. It's Because remember, business is all about service. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not about how much money I make or, or what we do. The money is a byproduct of the service we provide and the way we make people feel make people feel a certain way they want to form a relationship with you which sure. basically means they're going to do that interaction with you on an ongoing basis so yeah. it's business is about relationships understanding that so i need to make sure that the quality of the relationships that i have with each and every single client is high quality and at any it doesn't mean that you know the spirit of excellence doesn't mean that you're not going to mess up we are mm -hmm. always going to get things wrong but it's how we respond when we get things wrong just like in a normal marriage you will make mistakes. You might forget anniversaries. You might be short-tempered. Yeah. But it's yeah. not about, right, do you know what? I'm going to divorce this person just because they made a mistake. People don't mm. generally think like that. It's, right, how do I rectify my mistakes so it doesn't get to that level? Sure. And yeah. the same thing with clients. So it, it's not about being perfect. That's not what the spirit of excellence is about. Yeah, um, yeah. Perfection is more about the output. Spirit of excellence is more about the input. Mm. That this is the key principle. Um, we might not even be the best on the market right in terms of output we might not be the most perfect we might not oh. be ready yet we might not have the most money we might not have the biggest marketing budget but from the resources that we do have we're going to make the mm. best of it so about our input what we whatever we can do for you we're going to do it to the best of our ability now if we say that you know what um we're going to open at the shop at nine o'clock we're going to be there at 8 30 to open up just in case you're a little bit earlier and sure. and you need to be treated in a certain way you know maybe you're in a hurry we're not going to wait till nine o'clock we're going to wait eight so we're going to over deliver and under promise um so that's one of the key things um and, and also yeah the free thank you principles the first three interactions it's got to be something that will get them to say thank you or thank you for this thank you for this because mm -hmm. people like to express gratitude and if you're constantly giving you're giving you're giving and you're pouring into people what happens is they feel indebted to you 
and they want to give back, whether yeah. it's a referral, whether it's, now I'm going to actually spend more with you, where I'm going to, whatever it is, I'm going to try to, they're going to try to reciprocate and actually form that strong relationship with you now. And this is where you start to have a, a product market fit, customer, company bond, um, whatever it is, that brand loyalty. So, so yeah, so I mean, the golden rule is the spirit of excellence. It's not about the output or, or whether you get it, things right or, or wrong. It's all about the input. What are you doing? What can you control? Mm. How are you operating? Um, and it doesn't just start with the, the customers. It actually starts with the, the CEO or whoever is at the top um, mm. right through to the, the employees. They have to also embody that spirit of excellence um, from who you're recruiting. If I'm, if I'm looking at people who... I always give people like the one month probation and it's just to see whether they've got that spirit of excellence because mm. you can't always teach it. You can create a culture of it, but it's probably easier oh. to find people who already fit that culture. So I always try to find people who, if I give you a task at random, are you just going to moan about it and say, oh my gosh. Or if there's a client that's a bit annoying, are you just going to try to write them off or you're going to try to actually work with that person? You're going to have the patience to actually build that person. Are you going to have that spirit of excellence to go beyond the call of duty without extra pay? And yes, without extra pay, you're going to go beyond the call of duty because in doing so, I now want to keep you on. In fact, I want to pay you extra because I know your sure. spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People are like, oh, I want a promotion. Yeah, yeah. You want, I know everybody wants more money, but mm. I'm only going to give more money to people who I find the most valuable. And the people I find most valuable are the ones who have that spirit of excellence. And the quality of some of those spirit of excellence is that they're going to do more than is required of them. They're going to go beyond. And those are the ones who stay and ultimately, the, everyone else leaves. So the extra money goes to those people without even asking for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you got to learn the game, guys. You got, yeah, you got yeah. to. You can't just start knock on the door and say, oh, "I want more money," but I'm not. I'm not going to add more value because mm. I mean, I feel entitled. No, it's, do you have the spirit of excellence? Because if you do, you're going to become more valuable anyway. Mm. And the marketplace will pay you what you are worth, mm. what you're contributing. Yeah. Um, so if you just be be worth more, if you want to be worth more adopt that spirit of excellence that, that that's amazing it reminds me of a, a comment that i heard from one of my first virtual mentors uh, jim ron he said you know we get paid for the value that we bring to the marketplace mm. and the value that we become pays more so it's all about us it's all about and and the things that you mentioned those examples that they don't cost a lot it's yeah. just it's yeah. little things little habits that you can integrate into your life that make a difference going that extra mile rather than trying to do everything um, perfectly it's hey we're going to do these few things really well and so wow the people that we're working with that that just increases mm -hmm. our value in, yeah. in their mind and of course the impact we're having on them I'll, I'll, give, I'll show you one last little story is um so i remember we did uh we, we tried out like a new incentive to encourage some of our our, our team and um, this was a few years back. And we said that right, we're going to have a thousand pound Christmas bonus. And the Christmas bonus is going to go to the employee of the term. Mm -hmm. But it's not going to be voted by me. It's going to be voted by you guys. You're going to vote for somebody else. And we had loads of coaches who were very experienced, very great. And uh, so all the coaches work, work um, amongst each other. Um, but there was one trainee coach, young, young guy. And he, um, I remember he used to use the money that I paid him to go buy snacks and lunch for all the other, all the other senior wow. guys. Wow. Wow. Right. 
So he used to he used to do all that and just simple stuff. He would show up always on time, um, but he he would use the money he used to do. Just go the extra mile, the money I pay him, and, and just buy like a few snacks. Now these snacks probably cost like 50p a pound um, each piece. And at the end of the term, he wasn't necessarily the best at his job. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he wasn't the most experienced, but everybody voted him employee of the, of the, sure. of the term. Not me, everybody else. Sure. All right. All he did, go the extra mile. 50p mm-hmm. with each person, extra mile. Even if he did that, no once a month, that little gesture, he probably would have spent only probably about 20 pounds. Yeah, yeah. He got the thousand pounds reward. Yeah. Voted yeah, for by wow. everybody else. Wow. And it's that sort of different mindset, it's that different mm-hmm. level of understanding like, yeah, you know, I'm not necessarily the best, but if I understand the assignment, all I have to do is see what the industry, all I have to do is see what the average is and just go a little bit above the average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the re- rewards of it, way beyond that. Yeah. So this yeah. is what I tell to companies. All right, find out, find out what the industry average is. What's the industry average for the delivery time? Okay, beat that. What's mm-hmm. the industry average for when someone comes out with this complaint? How do you normally rectify that? Okay, improve it. Mm-hmm. Just you don't have to do it massively, just the small bit because oh. you're going above everybody else. You've now carved out a whole new market for yourself. Yeah. You know, and this is now the rewards of that is far greater than the input that you put in. You just did like five percent increase. But what you got is like 50% re- re- return just by seeing what the average is, yeah, seeing what yeah. everyone, all the other employees are doing. See mm-hmm. what, all, if, listen, if you want to get the girl, see what all the other boyfriends are doing. <laughs> go a little bit above yeah. that. Very easy. <laughs> Very easy. Whatever. Okay. I'm going to go a little bit above that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You didn't know you were going to get dating advice on the yeah. leading <laughs> <to your laughs> show, guys, but absolutely. That's the that spirit. Of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it is a principle, principle of life, life. yes it's, it's go the extra mile and all it takes is hey everyone else is operating at mediocrity you do it that next level up and and yeah. it really does move you into a whole different band um well junior it, it's been an amazing conversation already i want to ask you one final question just to wrap it up uh you've learned a lot you've had a lot of drive we've shared a lot of stories already if you knowing where where you are now with all that you know if you could go back to your younger self what is one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self um focus focus um i think the gift and the curse of an entrepreneur is that they see opportunities anywhere Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can give you this overconfidence that, you know what, I can do, I can go here, I could be in a desert and I'll see an opportunity, I could be in a jungle and I see sure. an opportunity, I could be in the Arctic and I could see an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So why not go keep going everywhere? Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens is you get to that sort of shiny object syndrome where, oh, this is nicer, oh, this is nicer, oh, this is mm-hmm. nicer. And mm-hmm. because you know you have the skills to do that or the confidence to actually create something there, which you, you probably do have that gift, you start to do that, <laughs> you start to go everywhere. But yeah. you never, you never sort of water the seeds that you've already planted those years sure. ago. You never actually cultivate it to the point where it can increase. And I think it it was a very useful period for me because I learned a lot and mm-hmm. it's gave me the sort of the plethora of skills that I have right now, um, and the breadth of knowledge that I have right now in business because I dabbled in so many areas. But if I can go back, I'll definitely say, you know, junior. Just focus, focus on that one thing as 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 long as it you can possibly just keep going at that one 
thing and just keep going and on and on and on. Um, and that's what consistency is about. And that's what takes people to that next level. It's that sure. you know, they're not just great at something. They've been great at something for an extended period of time. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's what that's the ones who get into the hall of fame not the ones who just had that you know oh i had the the one hit anthem great mm-hmm. i had a one hit anthem for 10 years 20 years consecutively this is what gets you into that that legendary status so um so yeah consistency and just being focused uh, that's definitely what i'd say to to my younger self <laughs> yeah brilliant and great to know that you're applying it now as yeah. well uh incredible message so so many great insights junior thank you so much for being on the show for sharing your insights and for what you're doing and the example that you're making and being to so many leaders and entrepreneurs uh, out there so thanks for having me thank you no worries and to all our listeners and viewers i hope you enjoyed the show i'm sure you did so many great insights and hope you were taking notes And remember that if you want to be a courageous and resilient leader, if you want to live life on purpose and with purpose, then it starts from the inside out. Uh, Have a great day and see you all on the next show.